This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strong and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, a guy so cool he'd never show up to the Predator, Ryan Nelson. Justin, when will villains learn, don't attack someone's dog or you will release a warrior? When will they learn this lesson? Well, you would think, you know, the Predators had 300 years to learn from from this one to the next one. So I guess that villains just don't learn, period. So maybe yeah. maybe that's the problem. They just don't learn at all. So uh, if you've been listening to the podcast since we started back in January, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed it as we talk about Prey on Hulu. If you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, visit our our patreon page and become a patron of the main attraction podcast go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and you can get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show if you can't be a patron you can help the show out by rating us on spotify and apple Podcasts. leave us a five-star rating and if you have time write us a review while you're there if you do write us a review on apple Podcasts, we'll read it on air next time we record uh we're also doing a giveaway to encourage people to go there and give us some more reviews uh like nate seems to update it i'm not i didn't see anything new but nate did update his so i'll make sure i'm assuming he did that to make sure he gets into the drawing anybody who has ever given us a five-star review and actually left a little bit of a of an actual review a sentence or two review you are in the drawing so uh, if any of you have done that but if you want to be entered into the drawing for our thor strongest avenger hat then go on to apple podcast and leave us a review and make sure it is five stars while you are there if you can't be a patron, you can help the show out. Oh, I already wrote that one. My bad. Uh, also, our patrons uh, are getting the chance to pick a show coming out at the end of August for us to cover, even though it looks like we're going to end up covering them both anyway. So uh, we will be covering the new the new Lord of the Rings show that comes out at the at the beginning of September. But it looks like because Andor has switched dates, we're going to be able to cover it as well. So we're, we're getting the best of both worlds. So, uh, so that kind of wraps things up. Uh, Ryan, let's go ahead and get into Prey real quick. What did you think just overall? I was shocked how much I love this movie. Yeah, I was too. Uh, this this is awesome. Yeah, it's it's a it's a gr- can, it's a great movie. It's a I nearly watched it this morning. I like wanted to watch it again. <laughs> I could not like when I heard about this premise. I was like, that's eh, kind of cool. But right when I kept seeing reviews, and then like immediately when I turned it on, I was like, what? <laughs> this is incredible. Yeah, it's like the, <sighs> Go ahead. They have figured out a way, you know, uh, real quick, Predator was such a huge movie. They've tried to do all these sequels. Right. They're, they're cult classics now. Yeah. None of them have hit where they wanted to do another one afterwards. Right. They have figured something out with this. This is the one. And they did what the others didn't do. You have a new story on your own. Right. But you still bring in the nostalgia of the first movie. Yeah. And what's interesting about this film is, well, there's a lot of interesting things about this film, to be, be perfectly honest with you. But one of the interesting things about this film is they were going to, originally when they were planning on doing this, uh, Dan Trachtenberg, I think is the name of the yeah, guy who, that's it. Uh, who directed it. He also did 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. And when he did that, that, this was a, that was a surprise movie. Like, there was nothing out of that they were getting ready to make that movie. Uh, the only they we find out basically two months before it comes out when a trailer hits, and that was the only thing that had 
told anybody that a film was coming called 10 Cloverfield Lane because there was no there was no releases or anything about it. there was no press releases there was no casting things they they kept all that under wraps and they kept it uh, as tightly as they could they wanted what they wanted to do with this originally was to make it like a secret predator movie they weren't originally planning on marketing it as a predator movie they wanted it to be a surprise when people went to, went to see it that it was going to actually be a predator movie like all of a sudden you see the predator show up and like oh wait this is a predator movie kind of like what happened with uh that movie glass in or i think it was glass, yeah 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 uh with, that's it with men like Shyamalan. uh they didn't you didn't realize it was related no, no, to no. it was the one before that split 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 yeah, yeah you didn't realize yeah, you didn't realize that Split was actually related to Unbreakable until yeah, until yeah. what's his face shows up. So if I'm spoiling that, I'm spoiling that for you. Yeah. Sorry, but it's been out for a while, yeah. so uh, still worth watching it. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, this that was kind of the plan for this, but then it got shown at some film festival, and like, the cat was kind of out of the bag at that point, and they couldn't do it. But it's like one of the things I think makes this movie so good is. A lot of movies should follow the same process, if you ask me. When you're trying to reboot something or restart something, don't keep trying to go bigger, go smaller. Because this is a smaller film than Predator. This is a way smaller film. Uh, It's... The first film, the first Predator film, I think had like a budget of like thirty million. But I did a an inflation calculator. If thirty million back in eighty seven would be nearly eighty million today, I yeah, don't yeah. think this film was an eighty million dollar budget. I, I would be shocked. Yeah. So my guess is, you know, they went smaller for this. They went and got a a relatively unheard of actress. I, I know her just mm-hmm. because of I don't know her from the her CW show. I have no idea what that show was, yeah, yeah. but I know her from Legion because uh, she was yeah. in it, and that's where. And I loved her in Legion. I thought she was great. Right, in it. right. Yeah. But you know, you get this relatively unheard of actress, and you get a whole bunch of other unheard people, and you just make a you put a good story behind it because mm-hmm. of all the even regardless of what you think about the first predator, if you think this one's better, if you think the other, if you think prey is better, the story behind prey is far better. Uh, yeah. At least in my opinion, it is. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, they're right there. Uh, you know, I still like the premise of the first one. Like, well, the, uh, yeah, the premise though is, is great of the first one and it kind of sets the stage for it. But I think just the, by making her trying to prove herself as a hunter herself. Oh yeah. That yeah. is what I think is just, that's why I think the actual story behind this I, film is better. Trying. So that's the reason why yeah. I think that's so I, great. I tell you what's my biggest complaint. What's that? That I didn't get to see this in the theater. Well, and that's going. That's another issue. Uh, there, I read a review of this. I don't remember which one it was. I read a few reviews. I, I didn't read any until after it came out. But I read a review of this, and when I was reading the review, one of the reviewers said, "You know, there there is this theory out there that this movie." is going to be a bit of a canary in the in the mine shaft type thing for for big summer blockbusters and things like that because you know, you know what's going or like the theater going experience in general like what are we going to release to the theaters nowadays uh because yeah. you know this has been one of the worst theater slates that I've remember right. since ever well, nothing nothing came, like bullet train came out and then nothing else is no big movies come out like this is a perfect and this is a movie that with the word of mouth it would have gotten it would have been like, huge yeah it would have been huge i would have gone probably maybe this weekend yeah and it was they filmed it 
to be a theater film. They, yeah. they did. So uh, what I found, one of the things that I, th- well, I was thinking when I was getting ready to watch it, because I was going to watch it, uh, I started watching it Tuesday, that's when I texted you to tell us we were going to switch. Speaking of which, we will talk a little bit about Westworld for those of you who are like, hey, y'all said you were going to do Westworld. But uh, when I watched this, I recommended to Ryan, we, we need to probably uh, switch gears. And he was agreeable to it. And then he watched it and he was like, yeah, we should switch gears definitely. But one of the things I thought when I went into it, you know, because I thought this was going to be very much like a, a Black Panther experience for me. When Black Panther came out, I was expecting it to be good. And the reviews that came out for Black Panther were talking about this being one of the greatest movies ever. It's the best Marvel movie. It's this incredibly important movie. And I can see why they got those types of things from reviewers. But to me, it was like, it's a good movie, but it's not that if that makes any sense well no it it is that because of, well yeah it's the first time that an african-american has yeah it is like a, a it is a culturally yeah. important film right, right. but it is not yeah. it, in terms of like being one of the best most entertaining marvel movies to me it, it's not that it's good it's i really yeah, enjoyed it yeah. but there was a because i went into this you know this is going to be the greatest marvel movie ever it's gonna be the most entertaining yeah. thing i've ever seen there's a little bit of a disappointment even though it was still a really good movie it, it wasn't what I was thinking based off of what I was hearing from all the reviews. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I was too excited. So, like I said, I was a little disappointed with it because of that. But, but after watching it numerous times, I'm like, okay, well, it, it does hold up better in, on uh, subsequent viewings. I thought this was going to be like that because I heard so much good stuff about this. All these reviews are just praising it and telling about how great it is. Like, it really can't be that good if it's just a hulu movie and but no it is it's it's a really really good film and i was really surprised and like i said i was kind of went into it thinking eh, it's not going to be that great it, it can't just hold up to all this hype and it, it does it holds up to the hype really well yeah it, it really really does and like you said when you're when you're coming up with a with a story or rebooting something just the the story they came up with and then it's totally different and the fact that, like, we haven't seen a lot of movies where someone, like, they're in the Great Plains. Right. Where, where the, the, the person uses their environment as right. well as, as, as Nauru does in this film. And yeah. like we said, Amber Midhunter, all the praise, I, I felt like I was watching someone who was about to break out to become a superstar. Yeah. What you're going to see in the next couple of years, you know, you know, I know she's never going to listen to this podcast. Nevertheless, if you do listen to Amber, (laughs) let me give you a little advice. Be really picky about the scripts that are about to come your way because she's going to get a bunch of scripts for, for films, for roles that are asking for female leads that can kick butt. She's going to want there. There are going to be a lot of people that are going to try to cast her as, you know, um, uh, Angelina Jolie. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think some other butt kicking actors. Uh, Nina Wynn. Uh, Sigourney I wouldn't Weaver. be shocked if, if Marvel or DC comes after her. Yeah. So she needs to be careful though, because like the second film, if you don't pay off of it like you do in the right. first one, they can kind of completely sidetrack or derail your career. So, you know, be picky, but you're going to be getting a lot. She's going to be getting a lot of, of offers come her way. She just needs to be really picky about the one that she takes next, because like I said, that's going to be the, the next one is going to prove whether or not she yeah. can truly carry as uh, a, a star because she's only 25 years old. She's got a long yeah. way in front of her. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's she's fantastic. Like I said, you're going to see a lot of her if, uh, as long as she picks the right roles, you'll see a lot of her in the in the coming uh, in the coming years. You will absolutely see a ton of her. 
I'll be interested. You know, you mentioned the DC. I'm trying to think of any Native American actors, uh, characters that are females, and I can't think of any. And it doesn't necessarily have to be Native American. Obviously, they could obviously work that in, but I can't think of any off the top of my head that. I, you know, maybe when they start introducing the X Men, I could see her possibly being coming in as one of those. Yeah. I could see that for for sure. So, uh, but yeah, she's gonna she's gonna be getting a lot of love here in uh, the next few years. So, uh, let's talk about let's talk about the story real quick because this yeah. is because you don't. You see the predator pretty early. That's one thing that they do a little different than the first film. The first film, you don't see him until probably about forty-five minutes in. You do see yeah. it, but you don't really see him interacting. They, we don't get any confrontation between the two of them until about about halfway through the film because this is a pretty short film. Yeah, I mean it's only about yeah. an hour and a half long. Uh, matter and of it fact, moved quick and it moved well. It was good, good, good. To, they did a good time with the with the pacing yeah. and the uh, and the length. So, like I said, this. What I love about this is just the fact that you, because what I think, like I said, what I was mentioning earlier, go smaller, focus more of a story centric element when you're trying to reboot a franchise like this. And I think it works so well because doing this whole idea with, she is trying to prove herself as a hunter. She's trying to prove herself that, you know, just because she is a woman, because, you know, even in Native American cultures, there was a time when women weren't as respected. This has been the way for all of history. You know, women aren't yeah. as respected for, for those types of things. Uh, they want her to be the medicine woman, like all the other females, like her mother right. is, this is what they want for her. Uh, but adding that element of, you know, I'm trying to prove myself. I can do this hunting thing just as well as the men in our tribe can. It, I just thought that was such an interesting angle to, to trying to prove herself as a hunter. And this thing is hunting her and hunting her entire tribe. That's just what I thought made this movie. It takes it to another level that would probably not have been there previously. Right. And I like how early on you see that she has the skills. Right. She just, she have just the doesn't have the confidence. Yeah. She doesn't have the experience of the confidence. And like, you could tell like the stuff that she was doing with throwing her ax, like, Oh, she can do it. Including like jumping up and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, like I said, she has the skills and they all mentioned that like her brother who was really good, Dakota Reeves, I, is it Tabe? Was that how, or Tob? How would you say I think it's Tob. The names I struggle with. Yeah, Dakota Beavers yeah. is her brother. And, you know, the, these are great. They're, the actress's names are just wonderful. Any American name. Amber Mid-Thunder, Dakota Beavers. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, she's uh, Mid-Hunter. I thought it was Mid-Hunter. No, Mid-Thunder. Mid-Thunder. Oh. Yeah, Mid-Thunder. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yes, they're all just fantastic. And what's great about yeah. this film is uh, if you – if you were a native American that wanted to watch this in Comanche, there is a Comanche dub on, on yeah, Hulu, that's great. which is, you know, just fantastic for, because it's probably the one thing I was thinking when I was sitting there watching, like, you know, they're all speaking English. So obviously we don't want to have an entire dub of a film, um, whether it's an American made film, but nevertheless, like that doesn't necessarily hold up. But when I found out they have a, they have a Comanche dub of this film, like, Oh wow, that's, that's, that's really cool. The fact that they actually went to the effort and trouble yeah. to do that. So I thought right. that, is, that is really cool. And I, and I saw where people had watched the Comanche and they thought it was completely fine because so much of her acting and including all the people, including the predator is with face acting yeah. that you could, even if you don't know the language, you still get the, what the story is. Yeah. This film almost resembles a silent movie for like the last mm -hmm. half of it because there is yeah. so little dialogue between, 
because uh, it's basically her out on on her own until she runs into the the French fur trappers. I mean, a lot of it though is just her by herself trying to find a way to get to this predator and figuring out what it is that's going to to kill them. Uh, let's talk about both the original predator and the prey similarities differences because they are come they are from the same franchise. This is a this is a predator movie. Uh, I thought it was interesting to go with the prey title because you could kind of. That could kind of go a lot of different ways because she's the prey, mm-hmm. but she's also hunting yeah. the predator, which is also the prey. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, there's a lot of different things you could take away from that title. Great title. Yeah, it's a wonderful title. Uh, it, it does maybe hurt them a little bit in the marketing of it just because people aren't going to necessarily associate it with the predator. But when you're putting it on Hulu, I guess the marketing doesn't, isn't quite as yeah. important. So, um, But... They are from the same franchise, but they're very... And there's a lot of callbacks and there's a lot of nostalgia to the original Predator but they're still really different films. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the 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 original, the first half of the movie is the '80s, pumped up, steroid <laughs> machismo, blowing stuff up. You know, horrible lines. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, what the an incredible uh, GIF that's the most popular thing on Twitter of. Of Carl Weathers and Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> shaking hands. <laughs> Nobody uh, shakes hands like that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, when they're trying to uh, show off their muscles. Try, yeah, yeah. So you know, you have some of that. Now, granted, after everyone is spoiler, after the rest of the guys are killed. Are killed. <laughs> it kind of turns into a similar movie. Yeah, the, at that point, he, they do. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they're they're a little more similar because uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has to figure out uh, Dutch, which is another just a fantastic, fantastic name. name yes. uh, has to figure out how to to outsmart the predator because he has figured out things along the way about right. oh this thing can't see right <laughs> you know so but like they both have some of that but um, yeah they they are they're completely different. And that's why I got to give this movie so much credit because, like I said, it has the heart the same, and they use some of the lines, but it's completely different. It's its own story. Yeah, it is very much its own story, and that's what makes this so good. And if you want to hear us talk about 80s movies, then go sign up for our Patreon because that's what we just did in our previous Patreon episode. So if you want to hear us talk about some of those 80s movies tropes, then go sign up for our Patreon. But, um, yeah, that's what I loved about the film because, like I said, I'm not a huge predator fan i mean it's like i told you in our in our patreon you know i saw the first one when i was like 19 or 20 and i thought all right that was fun i enjoyed it but if i never see it again i'm not going to be that upset about it uh when i was watching last night it was kind of the same way but i would really like to watch prey again uh just because i just think it isn't a compelling story uh watching it's interesting to watch watch Schwarzenegger do what he does at the end of that film. But there's a lot of that story that's not compelling. Whereas I found this entire thing compelling, uh, if that makes any sense. No, uh, it does. Yeah. Uh, like I said, it's just, it's so compelling to watch this actress take on this role to take on, to be thrust into this franchise that has been around for 35 years now and to take a completely different spin on it and still capture the essence of what has made the franchise so popular because what's interesting is because most of the predator movies like the first one's good i would say most people would agree yeah. with that after that there's a pretty big drop off in right, predator right. films Huge. uh yeah. i mean like there are a lot of people who like those movies and they were all box office successes but if you go look at like the critical ratings for those they're, they're not good uh right. but like I said, so to find a way to tell the story and to make it engaging and to make it 
where people would want to come and watch this film and to on Hulu of all places. Cause I don't really feel like Hulu is one of the most popular streaming services right. out there, but I'm sure they are getting people to sign up for their service just because of this film. Cause people are talking about it so much. Oh yeah. Well, like the first movie has such a legacy and I think it holds up really well. And like yeah, I, I mentioned that, like I've told people who don't watch, who've never seen it to go watch it. And they come back and are like, man, that was awesome. My wife, thought she had seen the movie we watched it before because actually i thought billy from the first movie was he's a native american yeah and uh i thought he mentioned something in my mind i was like does he mention something about like like and he doesn't dan trachtenberg thought he did too yeah and that's how the story happened because i thought the same thing I thought he mentioned something because he's really scared. Right. Uh, so, so we watched the, the first one. So the first one really holds up and it has such a legacy because it was so much different than the, the movies that Schwarzenegger was doing, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the crazy lines and stuff. And uh, like I said, uh, I think this one is going to have a legacy in action movies because every few years something happens that kind of changes the genre. This could be it. This, could, you know, John Wick did it. Yeah. Born the Born movies did it. That this could be. We could see more movies like this, and I hope we do. Well, one of the things I think that makes this movie work so well, and that it where it differs at least from the first Predator. I, I may have I may have seen the second one. I know it's in L.A. I don't remember much yeah. besides that. I haven't seen any of the other ones after that. Uh, but what makes this different from the first one is just the way it lets you soak in what is happening because mm-hmm. like the scene with, with the bear, when the predator ends up killing, killing that bear, they make you stop and they don't just flash forward to the next thing. They don't make your, you, you have to sit there and kind of soak in what has taken place because that's what she's doing. She doesn't understand right. what she just saw when that predator picks up this huge grizzly bear. I guess it's a grizzly bear and just rips it apart. And she's having to process this and it's just works just so well because you she's processing it you're processing it and you really get a feel for what she's going through at that moment uh you know you get a real feel for when she comes across all those buffaloes who have been skinned out in the Mm -hmm. wild and i never that's probably one thing i never did quite become was it the french that did that or was it the yeah it was the french French. because you see them wearing it oh yeah when i saw those buffalo Mm -hmm. i knew there were gonna be trappers yeah and let's be honest french trappers have never been just like they have not survived historically well in terms of like their their reputation and in fact i let me just say there's some idiots out there that uh i saw there were some bad reviews on rotten tomatoes and imdb and they're like oh yeah one star let me guess this is woke hollywood oh, yeah. you know the the white people are evil it's like because they were they were i mean this, this be, actually happened yeah no, this read happened a book. This, this, read a history book. Their land. yeah so the and then the other thing was like uh it's a female empowerment movie no it's not if you watch if you pay attention and watch a story this girl gets lucky she has yeah, to she figure out she doesn't like there was like no way she could beat up the uh, the predator she doesn't she doesn't, beat him she up. doesn't beat him up. She outsports him. i mean that's what happens with i mean that's a, that's also a callback to arnold schwarzenegger in the first right. one because he lucks into discovering that if he gets muddy and covers up his body heat that the predator won't be able to see him because he doesn't he doesn't know that until he falls into that river or whatever it is that that pond or lake or whatever yeah. and then he's 
crawls out and he's crawling into all this mud and he's just covered in it. And that's when the predator dives in as well. And he walks right up to him and he can't see him. And that's when Schwarzenegger's Dutch realizes, Oh, okay. Then he can't see me if I'm covering up my body heat. And that's what Amber mid thunder does. I, I didn't even think about that when they talk at the very beginning of the film and she gives that orange flower to that one guy that they're, yeah. they're bringing back. She says, and he said, he wants to, he's talking about how cold he is. I just thought he felt cold. I didn't realize that was actually lowering his body temperature. Uh, so they plant that in early. And when I see her eat, when I see her give that flower to that French trapper and she realizes that he can't be seen either. That's when that light bulb clicks. She just got lucky. If she doesn't, if right. she's not giving that flower to him, then she probably doesn't realize it. And she probably doesn't survive herself. So, uh, yeah. And one of the things I think this does really well, and I don't know if they were really having watched it last night. I don't think they, the original film sold this as much that the predator he's going after the alpha. That's what he wants to right, do. Right, right. They don't sell that just real well in, in the first movie. They do a great job of selling that in this film. I thought, I thought they yeah. did a great job of showing because like as soon as she gets trapped in that, then that uh, fur trapper trap and she can't do anything. She has no weapon. She can't move. The predator loses interest in her completely. I was going to say the predator has a warrior's code. Yeah. Like when he saw, like you said, he mentioned her and multiple times he saw her. He's like, well, she's no threat. Right. Mm-hmm. But like when he sees those trappers, he knows they're a threat. Right. He takes out all of them. when he sees the other people, from her tribe, the uh, the other warriors, right. uh, the fighters, and he sees all their bow and arrow and their their uh, their uh, swords or uh, I guess what would those things be called spears? Spears, yeah, spears. When, when he sees those, he's like, okay, th- this is a threat, and he he takes him out. Same thing with the wolf and the bear. Right. So that was like I, I like that aspect of it that the like he, he the predator doesn't attack uh, her or her brother when they're tied up, right. Uh, he has no interest in them because they're not afraid at that point. So he wants to hunt something that can hunt him, uh, which is the whole point of like this, this journey that she's on is one of the things that she has to do is she has to kill something. She has to hunt. So that's why she's searching for that, that mountain lion at the beginning of the film is because she has to kill something that can kill her. It's not just, she can go kill a deer or something like that because deer is probably not going to kill you. Uh, you know, a a rabbit's not going to kill you, but a mountain lion could kill you. Uh, and like I said, so, she has that same mentality as the predator. I need to find something to kill that can kill me. And this spiritual journey that she's on by doing this ends up, you know, the predator himself ends up becoming the focus of that journey. So it's what, you know, that very final scene where she's bringing the head of the predator up and she's covered up in his green blood, just fantastic imagery. And just yes. really hits that, that native American because they did a great job of getting the native American part of this correct uh right a worse right. film does a really poor job of this but this one does Absolutely. a great job of getting it yeah i saw where they had someone a person on set that was a comanche mm-hmm. to make sure that they were very you know historically accurate about how they you know did things their weapons because right. even the way that i i thought it was interesting how well those young uh, Comanche warriors fought with the predator because mm-hmm. they were they figured out that like I got to surprise them 
Yeah. And like, you know, you know, and they actually were doing a decent job. Right. They were, you know, surprising him. Uh, and, and her brother was doing a, you know, a good job as well. Like they had figured that part out. Well, her brother, something she, yeah. What was great about her brother is when they get back to that French, that French, uh, fur trapper camp and all the French are dead for the most part. And he actually take, he goes toe to toe with the predator there for a little yeah. bit. And his whole purpose is, I want him to see me as the alpha so my sister can escape. Right. And, but you know, obviously that's, his, you know, she's like, no, you just killed my brother. I can't, I can't just go away like that. But he goes toe to toe with her, with him for a little bit, but you know, you can't do that with the predator. Eventually you no. get, you get caught. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You can only use the art of surprise for just a short about with the predator. Right. So it, like I said, just so many really good story elements, so many good beats that they do in this, in this movie, uh, you know, and it's so it's tied up just so quickly. Cause I'm like, it ends like before the credits start rolling, it cuts right at the 90 minute mark. And I was like, Oh wow, this is a, it's concise. It tells its story. It doesn't really get caught up in trying to do too much. It knows what it wants to do. It comes out and it tells its story and it does a really good job. And like I said, Amber mid thunder is going to be, She's going to have a lot of opportunities here in the next few years to become a huge name movie star. And I, I, I can't wait to see what she does next because I think it'll be really interesting to at least. Yeah, me too. And let me just say, I thought another thing they did really well. So the French, and we'll talk more because this is, there's an Easter egg for Predator 2 in this movie. Uh, oh, yeah. With the French Trapper. About. Yeah. So uh, he, you know, hands her the pistol to use. Right. And the fact that she can't figure the pistol out. Right. And like a worse movie, she figured it out immediately and right. then kill you know kill the predator. Although she she figures it out and then ends up like hurting him a little bit, and yeah. that leads to the ending. But like I liked how she was struggling to to get that to to figure that out. She finally she was even surprised when it right. did work. <laughs> but like let's let's just say real quick. So uh, the the trapper uh, I can't it's, it's uh, Raphael. Who is uh, used in other? Uh, it sounds like he may have been a real French traveler, but yeah. anyway, he, he has this ni- 1715 Flintlock pistol, and uh, at the end of Predator Two, uh, after Danny Glover kills one of the predators, other predators come down mm-hmm. and they hand Danny Glover this exact pistol. Yeah, and, we- and so uh, to sh- and that's what. That could be the second movie in the prey. They could be. Uh, it, it very well could be because, like, nobody understood when the second Predator film came out. Like, where does why does he have this pistol? Where where is it coming from? Nobody understood that. And that, obviously, this is this is that pistol now. So right. Uh, and so yeah, you, you mentioned that it could be the second prey movie because obviously this predator doesn't make it so he's got a somebody they had to get that that pistol somehow or another. So. Um, like I said, I'll be interested in what they what they do with it. I'll be interested if they if they decide to keep a, a sequel on on Hulu because I think this will get a sequel, and, and I'll be interested. Uh, I think so too. It's just it's getting too well received to not. Uh, well, did you see the credits scene? I'll look for a credit scene. I'm trying okay, to so when they were doing the when they were doing the drawings, uh-huh. the the last drawing is you see three more ships coming down and and the uh, chief okay. and and Nauru are uh are looking up okay i did not see that okay yeah i i i, I was looking for more of an actual scene instead of the drawing so that's i I'm, i did not see that so because I, I kept fast forwarding to see if i was going to get an end credit scene i didn't see an actual 
scenes. I didn't even think to look at that as the, as the drawings that were being played while the credits were going. So I'm glad you caught that because I did not. So yeah, that makes sense. And we, there's one more thing. I cannot believe we haven't talked about this enough. What's that? Sorry, the dog. Oh yes, yeah, the dog. He's fantastic. Uh, just incredible. Yeah, he's. You know, and you mentioned this at the very beginning. You know, you don't. If if you want to make somebody mad, hurt their dog. <laughs> I mean, yes. that's that's like the the surefire way for seeing yourself get killed is is a is hurting the dog. Uh, Sorry was up and like I said, I guess we're pronouncing that right. Sorry is, uh, yeah. but it's S A A R I. I think is how it's pronounced. Uh, is how it's actually spelled. But you know, just this bond between her and her dog is just fantastic. There's a couple times when you think the dog's about to die, and thankfully the dog doesn't yeah. die. But thank goodness. Uh, what kind of dog was that? I can't even tell. I saw it was a, a it was an American Dingo dog, and he was actually taken from a shelter in georgia really in atlanta the atlanta area so he's a southern dog <laughs> so uh, we, we welcome him we welcome uh, all southern dogs yeah and so uh i was reading something that sorry uh wasn't a trained uh actor so there were times where he was playing around a little bit more than I he can, probably should you know been, that's fine <laughs> that's fine but we'll forgive sorry because we he are. gave such an incredible performance yes he did he did he has a great performance so we're, we're thankful for, for having sorry in this film uh yeah just really good stuff I, like i said i was not expecting to like this film nearly as much as i did and i was just pleasantly surprised i mean it's going to you know anything that follows up after this film, it's going to have expectations at that point uh, because, you know, you weren't expecting, I think most people were kind of in the same boat. You went into this film thinking, okay, maybe it'll be fun and maybe it'll be all right, but yeah, you weren't expecting much out of it. Like I said, even after hearing all the wonderful stuff about it, I just felt like it was being a little overhyped and it, it really right. is not getting overhyped at all. Uh, no, which is just surprising to me. Cause like I said, I was not expecting to like it as much as I did because like I said, I liked the first predator. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun, but uh, it's not when you start mentioning my favorite movies of all time, Predator's not going to go in that list. Uh, so, you know, I was expecting it this to be kind of the same way. It'd be fun, good movie, but it actually has a, the story, like I said, just the story, her performance in this role of, of Naru, I just thought it was just so powerful, so emotional. Uh, and that's something that most of these types of films just don't get. And this film really got it. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. So, all right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about before we go well, on and do our awards? Let's just quickly, like, what was your favorite scene? Uh, favorite scene. That's a really good question. Um, I would have to say, well, do yours first and then I'll come back to mine. So I like the scene, uh, I, one, uh, I, I love when she took out the trappers. Yeah, that was, that was, that was fun. Yeah. That was, that was Cause that one. was, uh, that showed that like she could, and, and she was, even then she was very smart, but I thought the scene where, uh, where her brother fights the predator and then she gets away. Yeah, I, I thought that I thought that scene was really really good. And in fact, her brother kind of does like uh, Carl Weathers does. Yeah, he does. In the right. first movie, where he takes out his arms. Yeah, I'm sure uh, that was. I'm sure arms. that was done on yeah. purpose. I'm sure they were yeah, thinking yeah, about that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, those are all good. I like the, I honestly like the first scene where we see her going after the bear because she thinks she has found what has been causing all this. Uh, that's a really good yeah, one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's my favorite. Uh, I loved when she was caught in what looked like quicksand. Uh, you know, that was, that was cool. Kudos for quicksand making a comeback in 2022. I, I haven't seen, I haven't seen a quicksand trope in, in years. Uh, that was a good one. Uh, I mean, just the final scene where she's, setting up the trap much like Schwarzenegger did uh, or she's setting up that trap. I thought was, was really good. The, the scene where you talk about with the trappers and them taking out the trappers was, was fantastic as well. Uh, I I don't know if that, it's hard to say which one is my favorite. They they were all just so really, really good. The predator taking out the trappers too. Oh yeah. That was fantastic. When he picks up, the bear trap and just starts beating them, <laughs> Start killing them with them. and throws wow. it at one guy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So yeah, it was, uh, like I said, it was just interesting to watch him. It, that's what another thing that was so interesting about this is to see this highly advanced creature in this very primitive setting. Because we've seen every time we've seen the predator in any type of film, it's always been in current times. And just to see yeah. him, because you think when you see this premise that he's going to be in you know 300 years old, 300 years pri- prior to now, you're like, well, there's no way they're going to be able to keep up with him because they don't have anything like we do. But that doesn't matter. Schwarzenegger didn't kill him because he had advanced right. technology. He killed him because he outsmarted him. Same thing here. Yeah. That you just have to outsmart well, him. The- and the trappers did for a second when they had the, the trap. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. When they, yeah. So like I said, it's, it's, it works on so many different levels. And like I said, taking it back 300 years in the past was just, it was a yeah. great call by whoever, whoever wrote this and whoever decided to make that call, just fantastic uh, decision on their part, because it just makes, it just makes you think of this film in this franchise in such a different light when you do that. And like, because so, when I first right. heard about this, I heard it was a predator movie. I was like, okay, well it's going to be, I figured we were getting a 2022 movie. No, we got a 1700 movie. And I was not expecting right. that. So, uh, all right. Uh, anything else before we head off to our awards? Uh, now nah, let's do some awards. All right. So we have six awards that we give whenever we wrap up a season of television or whenever we wrap up a movie. And those six awards are all based on the six characters from friends. Up uh, first, we have the Rachel. Who is your Rachel for prey? I mean, it's, it's gotta be Amber myth Thunder, yeah, right? It has to be. I mean, there's, there's no other choice for this one. Yeah, there's none. So, none. uh, yeah. And, and look, she, she earns it. I mean, it's not because she doesn't yeah. get it just by default. She, she earns it. Uh, she is fantastic. Like I said, I liked her in Legion, but to see her in this role, she takes, she finds something in this role that I did not know previously existed with her. Oh, and one other thing. I like how they use her, actual comanche makeup and it looks cool yeah it does it looks very cool yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. it looks really really good so uh next is the joey the character that isn't necessarily the star but a character you just enjoyed a whole lot who is your joey for this for prey so every time this character came on screen i was so happy especially when i thought they were dead it's sorry the dog (laughs) sorry the dog i actually went with dakota beavers here toby or toby or however you pronounce it yeah i almost went him but then i thought about the dog yeah, the dog. The dog is great. I think I, I had the dog somewhere else, uh, but I, uh, I do have the dog on here as well. So, uh, who is your? Let's. See, the next is the Chandler, the person who made you laugh. Not a whole lot of laughs in this film. So no, no. Uh, so, but who'd you go with for the Chandler? I went with the mother, uh, Michelle Thrush Aruka. At the very beginning, she's making fun of uh, 
the uh, making fun of Nauru wanted to be a warrior. Yeah, and that was the only humor we got. Yeah, the, she kind of she does kind of get by default because there's not a whole lot of lines, lot laughs in this film. So uh, next is the Phoebe, the character that is kind of the, just the oddball of the cast or the uh, or the entire film. So who is your Phoebe for Prey? So I went with the Predator here because we weren't sure, you know, like like with anything, he, he has the warrior's code. So sometimes you think he's not going to attack her at all. Right. And and then, you know, sometimes it looks like he, he's not going to attack the brother either. So, you know, you're not confused. You're kind of confused what he's doing. And, and obviously, he's kind of probably really more on a hunting mission to see what, what's on this what's on this planet. Right. Mm-hmm. Supposedly, this is the first time a Predator has ever made it to to yeah. the planet earth at this point. So, uh, these characters, they, I didn't really know who to go here. <laughs> I'll be just perfectly yeah. honest with you. Uh, so I went with one of the French trappers just because I like the name that is listed. That is Nelson Lee's waxed mustache. <laughs> so like that, that's, that's how he's listed in, in the INDB just because like I said, I, I remember, I know who they're talking about, but I guess they never actually yeah, say his too. name. Yeah. So, uh, but waxed mustache gets my uh, Phoebe just because that's an oddball kind of name. So uh, that's where I'm going with this. Uh, what is your, who is your, um, uh, Monica, the character that isn't necessarily a most important character, not necessarily a character you dislike, but it's just a character that is important to the uh, story of the movie. I went with this is where I went with uh, Dakota Reeves as Tob. I, I thought Beavers, he Dakota was Dakota Beaver. Oh man, yeah. I wrote down Reeves. Somewhere. <laughs> okay, yes. so Beavers, excuse me, Dakota Beavers as uh, as Tob. Uh, I thought that he. Um, he meant so much to the whole story. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And then, like, every everything he had taught his sister, that's what helped her at the yeah. end. This is where I went with Sorry the Dog, uh, just because he okay, was yeah. so This because he was so important to to Naru in the story. That's the reason why I ended up going with the dog here. So, uh, Last but not least is your least favorite character, the Ross. Who is your Ross for uh, Prey? And this is where I went with the French trappers. Yeah, I went with the French trappers too. I thought about going with the with the predator. Let's give the guy who is playing the predator in the yeah, suit. His was, name is Dane Diliegro, I think is how it's pronounced. Yeah, I so, think, yeah, yeah. I went with the French trappers as well, just because they were awful. Uh, but you could have gone yeah. with the predator at this point because he's killing everybody. But what's yeah. interesting? What's great about these types of films? They do this kind of in, in the original predator as well. Like the first people that the predator kills are the a-holes and he kind of does that in in this in this film yep. as well so uh because you kind of get a little bit of sympathy going for him. like okay well i'm okay with you killing those guys yeah <laughs> it's not when you start killing everybody else that's uh, when we start liking you let me you. let me uh let me apologize to amber mid thunder and dakota beavers i obviously need to get some reading glasses <laughs> it's quite all right i'm sure that i'm sure they will forgive you i'm sure they will so yeah, yeah. uh but yeah those are those are our six awards for the movie prey we also do a rating here on the main attraction podcast up first is our game of thrones so if you are one of the best things we've ever seen we give you a game of thrones just beneath game of thrones is lost middle of the road for us is friends beneath friends is a full house and at the bottom of the barrel is baywatch where does prey fall on the rating system for you I think this is a Game of Thrones. I want to see this movie again. Yeah. I, I will. I can see myself watching this movie multiple times. Yeah, I was kind of uh, when I was watching. I was like, "Is this a loss? Is this Game of Thrones?" But the more I just in, like I said, just the more I as the story went on and as the story continued to progress, and watching 
Amber Mid Thunder basically carry this second half of the film by herself, with really out saying hardly anything at all. And that's when I was yeah. like, okay, this is this is going to this is taking it to a Game of Thrones. I mean, right? Give Trachtenberg and her a ton of credit because they pull off a movie that, by all accounts, should not be as good as it is, and it's just right. a fantastic it, film. Exactly. And think about the fact that the biggest star of 1987, maybe the biggest star did the same thing. Mm -hmm. So she's competing with Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah, mm -hmm. and does just as good of a job carrying the film on her shoulders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got to praise her. Also, like I said, the way they took a film and, and did a prequel. And then like, like I said, had the nostalgia, uh, the little nostalgia, but had a totally different story right. and just made it work. You, yeah. you have Dan, like you said, Dan Trachtenberg, and, and Amber Mid-Thunder, and then Dakota Beavers, too, the yeah. three of them. I mean, just, I, I have to praise them. It's th This should not have worked as well as it did. Uh, I, I'm, I'm in awe. Yeah, I'm saying it's just it's just a phenomenal film, and like I said, it was you know for a guy who's not just a massive Predators fan, a Predator film uh, person, I love this film. I absolutely loved it. So, like I said, it's really when you can get somebody who isn't necessarily the target or the 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 I don't know the guy who's a real mark for a type of film like yeah. this. That's when that's when you've done something, and they they've definitely done something here. So kudos to everyone involved. Just thank you for making yeah. that film, and thank you for making it available to us. And thank you. Look, I guess the only thing I, people I don't want to thank is the people who ever decided not to send this to the theaters because it would have been a really good right. Movie in theaters. I agree. So I agree. So all right. Uh, before we head off, uh, we are going to do some recommendations, and we are also going to talk a little bit about Westworld for just a brief moment. So let's go ahead and do our recommendations though that way if we don't spoil Westworld for anybody who hasn't seen it yet so what are your recommendations this week so I'm just going to do one since we're talking about Westworld and mine is another uh, all Native American cast and it's actually on Hulu as well it's Reservation Dogs okay which is a coming of age yeah. it's so good it's a coming of age comedy drama uh, you know, that we've talked about, but it's so good it will make you laugh uh, it's about these four uh, Native American teens living on a, a reservation in Oklahoma. Uh, they struggle with that. They want to. They're huge movie buffs, and they want to go to California. And it's the story of them trying to get to California, and also their other friend just committed suicide. Okay. So they're dealing. They're dealing with the living on a reservation, and then dealing with the trauma of their friend dying, and then also growing up. And but there's still a lot of humor in it. So I I cannot recommend it. It's on season two now. We're like. I think this will be the fourth episode comes out Tuesday, but Reservation Dogs on Hulu. Highly recommend. Uh, I've got a few real quick. Uh, first and foremost, the third season of For All Mankind just wrapped up. We talked about the first three episodes a while back. We haven't gone back and revisited it, but... It, the third season is really good. If you like the second season, you'll love the third season. The third season is fantastic. It's got a lot of the same thrills that go along with just like the second season did. Uh, there are some things that you may question. There, You're like, okay, I'm not really sure that I'm going to buy into that. But for the most part, it's just it's just a fantastic show. Uh, I loved the third season. They teleport us in again into the future. I can't wait to see what they do in season four uh, because uh, there's just a lot of things I want to find out that happened in the time frame when they end season three going into season four so i want to find out what some, some of the things going on uh have you finished it? where are you on for all no i'm not no i I've, I've got several episodes. okay so i don't want to spoil anything for you but it's really yeah. it's it's really really good so i enjoyed it um, immensely uh I, 
interestingly enough, I'm re- I'm re-recommending something I recommended way back at the beginning of our podcast. My wife mentioned she was watching her Law and Order or Chicago Fire or something like that, and they were doing their ads, and they did an ad for Resident Alien. She's like, that looks really funny. I was like, it is. It's great. She goes, should we watch it? I was like, yes, we do, because we don't ever watch anything together. Uh, so... Uh, Anything that my wife will end up watching, I will always recommend to you because, and I've forgotten how much, how funny uh, that show is. It is just absolutely hysterical. Uh, Alan Tiddick is one of my favorites. I will watch anything he does. And he's great. He is just fantastic in that role. And my wife has really enjoyed it. And it's great that we actually have something that we can watch together because there's not a whole lot of that that we enjoy watching together. So, so uh, I will recommend that. Uh, Other than that, I did watch the little I Am Groot show. If you got like 20 minutes, you know, I'd throw those on. If you like the group character, uh, it's they're they're fun. Uh, like they're almost as much credits as they are uh, films. They're like they're listed at six minutes each, and like two and a half minutes of it though is credits. So uh, it, it's quick, it's short, it's really interesting. What's interesting about that is it is animated the entire thing, but it doesn't look animated. It looks like you're in the Guardians of the Galaxy actual like sets and stuff so uh the animation is just phenomenal on it so uh like i said it's they're cute they're fun uh they're short if you like that if you got like 20 minutes just throw out there's only five of them so uh if you got a few minutes and you like the guardians of the galaxy i would recommend that so all right, let's talk a little bit about Westworld real quick. We're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, so uh, if you've, this will be the last thing we discuss before we sign off. So if you haven't seen Westworld and you want to, uh, haven't seen everything up through the penultimate episode real quick, you can go to Terrence Hall. We're not going to spend much time on it. We'll probably spend about five or ten minutes, but that's about all we're going to cover. Real quick, overall thoughts on season four. So I've actually really enjoyed season four. Yeah, I, uh, I think I think what they've done, they haven't been as cute as they've been in season two and three, two and three mm-hmm. especially where they're like people figured stuff out from season one on Reddit. And so they're like, oh, we'll make it where you can't figure out anything. And then they make and a bad story. <laughs> then they made one bad story after another. But this one made more sense. Yeah. And uh, also James Marsden coming back was huge. I, yeah. I thought he was, I didn't realize how much he was missed until he came back. And I was so happy when I saw someone was protecting, uh, oh, what is Christine? Yeah. Christine or Dolores like, or I'm not, Delor- yeah. I can't yeah. wait to find out exactly what that is. Watching the finale when I watch it. Yeah. Cause I, I still I, don't know what's I, going with her. When I saw someone in the shadow was, was protecting her. I was like, Oh, this is going to be Teddy. He's yeah, it's back. Be Teddy. Yeah. So, same thing. Uh, also, um, I will say, uh, I kind of hate watch season three almost. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was too. better, but it, but then when I saw when I see Maeve and I see Jeffrey Wright as Bernard, I'm always happy. Yeah, they're they're great. They're fantastic but, in, in their roles. But I, I now this last this past episode I thought was a little bit confusing. Oh, I'll say another thing, and I actually wrote this down because I, I thought we were going to cover it. The the first episode, the first scene is fantastic. Ed Harris is not a tall guy. He's, no, he's not, not big either. But is he not scary and intimidating? Oh, yeah. When he comes off, and he's always been this way, even when he's played bad guys when he's young. When he comes off the helicopter, starts walking like he has a walk about him that you're like, oh yeah. god, this yeah. guy's crap's quiet. about to go down. When when you see yeah. him doing that, yeah, yeah. It's what's interesting about, uh, and I have seen like no one talk about this, but Jeffrey Wright's character in this season of it, he basically can see the future. He can see all possibilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can see every possibility. Like a Doctor Strange. What? But what's interesting about it is like in because you didn't see this, but in the uh what if cartoons the animated series on marvel 
his he plays the Watcher, which is Watu the Watcher, oh. which can see every multiverse possibility. So he's basically That's playing funny. the same character. I'm yeah. like, how is no one talking about this? And right. I keep going around looking for that. Joanna Robinson did mention it on one Ringerverse podcast at one point, but that's the only mention I have seen of that. I'm like, why is no one talking about this? Why is nobody mentioning the fact that he's basically playing Watu in in Strange in uh in Westworld this year? But yeah, it's a really it's been this season has been phenomenal. It's I don't think it's quite as good as season one, but it's it's close. And like I said, I never ever expected after season two and three them to get back to close. Yeah, and now, and I. And I ha- I hope they end here. I don't I know think they are. Season, but yeah, but they made it look like Bernard was was not coming back. I know. I, like I said, I, I want to see what happens in the finale. I want to see what all goes on, what goes down, because I, my understanding is season five is now going to be the end. I thought season four, but listening to everybody talk, there it's going to be season five. It's like, Horrible it, idea. And the idea is basically it's, they're trying to mimic like these all five seasons are supposed to be mimicking the first five books of the Bible is what they're doing. Uh, if you, and that's the, that's the thing about this show. You gotta, you gotta dive deep and think a lot about this show. I mean, okay. it, it requires a lot of you as a, as a viewer to go in. Yeah. Like, like they want you to think they want you to really dig into the show and think about all the different things that are taking place. And so this is basically supposed to be like Leviticus, I guess. Uh, okay. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, and then, the last one would be Deuteronomy, which I think is the fifth book, uh, where they get ready to actually go into the promise. And that's kind of the theory is like season five is going to all be about how humans and robots, the end is where they all learn how to finally live together. They've becomes a hybrid or something. And, the promised land is them figuring that out at the very end. Uh, and that's how they get into it. So like I said, there's, there's a ton of biblical imagery in, in the show. If you haven't, uh, if you want to get dive into it, there's tons of places to dive into it. Like I said, I didn't expect it to be good again because it's, it's gotten worse. And look, maybe they do cancel it just because the, the, that's the, that's the really the only concern is the numbers, have been so low that and it, it has to be expensive yeah oh my gosh that's be horribly expensive so like i said yeah. do, do they want to continue do they believe that they can rebound in for season five and get some of their viewers back because right now they're not getting any of them back so right i mean you gotta think the cast alone like tessa thompson has gotten bigger oh yeah she's gotten the huge show's mm-hmm. been on mm-hmm. yes yeah, so jeffrey like, wright's bigger i mean definitely yeah like you know ed harris uh like and, well ed harris uh, was the guy they were paying for at the beginning and he's one right. of the smaller stars now compared to what right. some other people have become. Oh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, I'll be interested if they – I think they the plan is to give it a fifth season. I'll be interested to see what they do in the finale because it's actually taking place right now as a recording. Uh, if, you know, if they give this a finale, the season finale, if they give it a finale where they could wrap the show up if they wanted to or if they do leave a truly an open-ended finale. Uh, so I'll be interested in how they yeah. do that. So. Yeah, and let me just say, I didn't – I love Aaron Paul because I'm a big Breaking Bad fan. He was okay in the third season. He's great in the fourth. The, he, I thought he – phenomenal, yeah. really good. But, you know, they finally figured out how to use him. And Sandy Newton and him together, just, just magic. Yeah, I mean, what was what's great about Aaron Paul is like what was bad. Well, what was bad about Aaron Paul's character in the season three is they had him paired up with uh, Dolores. What's her character? Her actress's name? Uh, oh man, why, why cannot I, I cannot believe I can't think of her name. I can't think of it either. But he, she was he was basically paired up with her, 
in season three, and they just didn't seem to have that much chemistry together. But he and Thandie Newton right. have been just absolutely phenomenal. Together. Evan Rachel Wood. Evan Rachel Wood, thank you. Uh, and they got Evan Rachel Wood back with, with Teddy this season, which is where she needed to be to begin with. So, anyway. All yeah. right. Uh, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up there. So, anything else you want to add before we sign off? I appreciate everyone joining us, and we'll talk to you next time. And when we do talk next time, we will be discussing the eighth episode of Only Murders in the Building. I'll release that, guys, to you on Tuesday, so that way you can watch it before you watch episode nine, the penultimate episode. But until then, as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.